This is Creating Copowerment Radio, conversations and inspiration to help you embrace change, connect with others, and fully embody your personal life mission. Here's your host of Creating Copowerment Radio, Transitions Life Coach and author, Lonnie Kwan. Welcome to Creating Copowerment Radio based in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm your host, Lonnie Kwan, and we're here today with David Sanders, core power trained yogi, yoga teacher, and one of those amazing people who walks their talk. He teaches at Still and Moving Center and just started a yoga practice on the beach called Barefoot Beach Sunset Yoga, Saturdays at 5.30, which benefits Limo Kokua, a nonprofit organization for small nonprofits that aren't eligible for United Way donations. And our topic of discussion today is transcendence. Welcome, David. So good to connect with you. Thank you, Lonnie. So when we talk about transcendence, what does that mean to you? Well, I think of the traditional definition to transcend as basically the notion of change itself and that uh, given that change is the true constant in the universe transcendence really is somewhat inevitable mm-hmm. exactly there changes the norm of things and yet we try to we think of it as something that's um, abnormal when actually that's the norm Yes, it, uh, the flow of life itself is constantly changing, and um, I go back to some of the misquotes of uh, Charles Darwin that uh, basically we ad- we adapt, we change, and transcend, or we perish. Hmm, that's really profound, beautiful quote as well. So you know, in practice of yoga, we change postures with that in mind. It really is about transcendence and transformation and change. And then there's also the stillness that we encounter in yoga. And I wonder if that practice that you've cultivated over how many years now? It's been 40, actually. Wow. Just yeah. over 40. How does that inform your thoughts on transcendence? Well, in uh, often in yoga, we talk about... Uh, the practice clearing out blockages. And I think of blockages as uh, stagnation, where we have uh, stepped out of the flow of life and we have stopped moving. And once no longer in the flow, uh, the life force uh, stops within us. Mm -hmm. So we explore through our movement and look for the areas where we have stopped moving, where we have buried something that uh, is keeping our uh, body, mind, spirit uh, stuck in a place and through that exploration which sometimes requires stillness uh, to stop and reflect uh, to find those areas that we can th- through our movement and through our thoughts and through our breathing we can uh, release those blockages and get back into the flow of life. Oh, That's wonderful and uh, you know I, I have been really grateful to benefit from your teaching I take uh, two classes with you, a sweat and stretch class, which is a active vinyasa, and then also um, a yin yoga. Could you describe for our listeners a little bit about how those practices are different and how they really um, assist us in transcendence? Well, it's interesting that one of my uh, favorite places to teach where, where you take my classes is called the Still and Moving Center. And uh, I have the good fortune of uh, being able to teach two very distinct styles, the yin format, where 
we really slow down uh, the practice uh, to a standstill, basically, and and wait for time. This is the work of uh, Paul Grilly, uh, Bernie Clark, uh, which can be referenced at yinyoga.com. We slow the practice down uh, and explore through stillness uh, the deeply embedded areas in our yin tissue, the tendons, the ligaments, and the bones. And through that exploration, then, uh, slowly move forward into tissue that is, uh, doesn't like to be moved very fast. Mm-hmm. So that's the yin practice. It's, it's going to be very challenging, as you're aware. And the, uh, the opposite of that is the power yoga style, uh, characterized by uh, Baron Baptiste and many other teachers, which is primarily flow and about building strength. The two work really well together. It is like yin and yang, Very like the two so. halves of that um, that flow, that that wholeness that we strive for. And you know, it's interesting because uh, in the final chapter on transcendence, when I was writing that book, I had not yet met you. And now that I'm working on the second edition, the expanded and enhanced edition, as soon as I met you, I knew I wanted to interview you on the topic of transcendence. And I mentioned that pain is a necessary part of growth and transformation. And our practice includes some pain, but it's a healthy kind of pain. Mm. Um, It's almost like we're undoing the pain that got us to the point where we were stuck to begin with. And I just wondered, what were your thoughts about pain as a necessary part of growth? Mm. When I hear the Buddha misquoted in English as saying that life is pain, it makes me think of a couple of things. One, that I like to remind people when they're in the process and coming up against their uh, edges and their boundaries, places that they've stopped in life and in their body. It reminds me that while pain of some sorts is inevitable, the suffering aspect of it, how we respond to it, is the part that is optional. You're listening to Creating Copalmet Radio with host Lonnie Kwan. For more information about Lonnie or Lonnie's book, The Creating Copalmet Workbook, Embracing the Power of Positive Psychology, Healing Stories, and Explorations to Create the Life You Want, visit www.copowerment.com. So it's almost about uh, embracing or an acceptance of things as they are, not just in the body, but in the mind and in the emotions, so that you can then transcend suffering and and maybe reach enlightenment if we're fortunate enough to do that. One hopes. Yes. Oh, cool. And, you know, it reminds me of um, potential. You know, I work with clients who are going through life changes, life transitions. That's my specialty, life redesign. And I wonder, what are your thoughts of about potential? You know, is it possible for an individual to transcend their past patterns and beliefs in order to transcend into something different? Well, back to my initial thoughts, I think transcendence is inevitable. Okay. Uh, you transcend or you perish. When the, when the Buddha is misquoted as life is uh, pain or life is suffering, he used the word dukkha, which um, is uh, Hindu. or um, 
it refers actually to the uh, misshaped hole in a wheel for the axle. And when that uh, hole is not round, it makes for a very bumpy ride. Well, the truth of the matter is we can't control all the circumstances of life. We are going to run up against uh, bumps and grinds. Uh, if we stay true to our practice, uh, the, the process of life itself, in a sense, kind of grinds us into a finer uh, into a finer hole, if you will. And it does get, at least in my experience, it gets smoother as you go. Mm-hmm. It sort of seems like um, by doing the practice of yoga, various types of practices within, um, you know, the range of av- available practices in yoga, it's almost like you're doing a, a life training for how to deal with challenges as they come about and how to just sort of go with the flow of those challenges in a way that's mindful and aware. And it reminds me again of that word enlightenment. Enlightenment is one of those words that is pretty loaded and it means different things to different people. And I wondered what does it mean to you and how is that related to transcendence? It's a great one. Yeah, there are as many interpretations of enlightenment as there are people on the planet, I'm sure, or on all of the planets. To me, enlightenment is that aha moment when you actually embrace the flow and current of life. The, the truth of all matter is that we are all a part of a whole. And as such, when we embrace the fact that we are one with all things around us, life gets somehow easier. There is more flow to it. We... we stop resisting that current of life and jump into it and in that stream ah bliss to me that's uh to me that's enlightenment mm-hmm. suffering is is living in the illusion and believing that we are somehow separate mm, there is so- pain and loneliness and pretty much all the bad things of life is uh, when we're out of the current that's so beautiful i really appreciate you sharing that with us um I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, we have so much in the West, and yet we seem to suffer to a larger degree this real pain about not being enough, not having enough, self-worth issues. Other people in other countries don't have the same degree of that angst. And I was writing about we-centered thinking versus me-centered thinking. And that's part of my philosophy also with working with people and, you know, the idea of creating co-powerment. It's about empowering oneself and then connecting with others who are aligned with you to create a better world. What would it be like if the world were, if each person approached the world and their daily tasks as what would be best for the highest good of all concerned, including animals and other beings? What would be best for um, all concerned if we were to think we-centered instead of me-centered? A great question. So in the, in the yogic philosophy, um, the, the purpose of yoga is to uh, quiet the fluctuations of consciousness, the, the ramblings of the mind, I like to think of it, the monkey mind. And from that quiet that one has cultivated, one begins to know their true nature. So this notion of the true nature in yogic thought is that we are uh, 
at our highest level or deepest level, depending upon your perspective, uh, one with all it is. And it is the job of ego, to put it in Western terms, uh, to uh, separate ourselves out. And, and I see ego manifesting at a cultural level as uh, nationalism, for example. Uh, our country versus your country, uh, mine versus yours. And interesting, uh, in looking deeper into Darwin's work, he's, he's known mostly for the, the notion of uh, competition and survival of the fittest. It's actually terribly misquoted. Far more of his uh, research showed that uh, life progresses far faster uh, through collaboration and cooperation than through competition. Wow, that's incredible. I had not I had not heard that quote before. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And it really ties together beautifully what we've been talking about, that transcendence is inevitable, that life is about flow and change, and that we choose, if we're mindful, we get to choose whether it's about suffering or whether we can embrace and embody all aspects of life and then connect with others in a meaningful way as opposed to a mindless way. And I wondered, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us here on Creating Co-Powerment Radio, uh, perhaps the work you're currently doing to connect others in the community and helping them to transcend? Sure. I. It's interesting that as far as yoga goes, it's a return to classic uh, yoga practices from India where uh, it, it was not a business. It was, uh, it was a, a life skill and an art form and a, a way that is passed from teacher to student. So I started this practice uh, down on the beach recently, which is all donation-based. It's, it's a free class, and if people like to make a donation, it goes straight into uh, charitable uh, organizations. The, mm -hmm. the first organization that we're sponsoring is called Lima Kokua, and they... Uh, they service local uh, nonprofit businesses that are uh, too small to show up on the radar of something like uh, United Way, other other organizations. There are other or local organizations, and I'd like to see this practice expand to include other uh, nonprofits. Uh, Surfrider Foundation is one that has come to mind. So I'm offering it up to the public to say, who who would you like this practice uh, to benefit? Fabulous. And keeping it local is uh, is also a very smart idea, and, and build you know building a stronger base locally to stop feeding those sort of nationalistic uh, conglomerates. That's awesome. How can people reach you online um, to connect with you about your classes, and also just to connect and and um, be able to continue the conversation that we've had here? Great. We'll have a I have an email address: yoga waikiki at gmail.com and also have a website it's yogawaikiki.net thank you so much david it's been fabulous speaking with you and gaining um real insight into your practice and i'm so honored to share you with our listeners thank you very much thank you so much lani it's a it's a real treat it's always a delight to spend time with you thank you thank you To learn more about Lonnie Kwan and creating co visit www.copowerment.com.